0: Okay, this is an interview with Maja Daou. Do I say that right? Daou. Daou? It's
1: French. It's weird. What's it mean? It actually means August. Wow. It's for the month of August, which means immortal one or golden one. Wow,
0: you are the golden one. (laughs) Maja Daou, the golden one, because she actually is the golden one. Okay, Um, so just to reiterate, can I get your name? Maja
1: Daou. How do you spell m-a-j-a-d apostrophe a-o-u-s-t out uh the french word no e on it oops uh just a-o-u-s-t is the old word for august now they took the s out and they put a circumflex like for hôpital in in french yeah um so it's just for the month of august okay yeah i love that
0: um, and the golden one, like your amazing hair. I
1: know it's Goldilocks. <laughs> What's your sign? I am Sagittarius with Sagittarius. Venus and Sag, Neptune and Sag, North Node and Sag. Wow, all party in Sag, Venus, North Node, Neptune, Neptune and all in Sagittarius. Yeah,
0: um, what do you think? Quick, selfish question. Sure, what do you think about people who have their sun and their north node in the same sign what is that You're going mean?
1: towards the future when yeah. you have it in when you have sun conjunct south node it keeps you in past patterns a little harder but sometimes that's a benefit because you then get like mired in your past patterns so hardcore that you can't (laughs) not see them you know yeah so some people think it's negative but i'm like what is negative and positive so when you have like south node planets um all conjunct each other that's going to make you real aware of what your past patterns are okay when you have sun or planets conjunct your north node it's going to make force you towards your destiny okay you can't avoid it okay good luck (laughs) I can't do anything but my destiny or it doesn't work.
0: And you're really doing it.
1: I can't not
0: do it. (laughs) Now, now, Actually, just to explain to my audience, like, what do you do?
1: It's hard to figure (laughs) out. I know. I call myself a witch, uh, mostly because the word witch... Is controversial and I yes. enjoy that tremendously. Um, <laughs> is that your Sagittarius? It's that loves my that? Mars in Scorpio that loves to make people uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: I um, love it. You are but... so bossy. <laughs>
1: I know it's true but I love witch because it means just one who knows or yeah. like a wisdom seeker yeah. and I want to know the answers to questions like yeah. that's been my situation my whole life yeah I'm a seeker of knowledge and to me that's what a witch is so it doesn't yeah. really matter if you have Wiccan practices yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a person that does a lot of people will approach me to do witch type of magic like yeah. putting spells on other people or doing candle magic but that's not my practice yeah I do nature practices my practices are more like Taoist yeah I do martial arts it's more like Chinese Taoist stuff using herbal medicine uh, using healing techniques I do qigong practice Mm -hmm. and I use divination so my predominant service that probably Mm -hmm. gets the most requests is divination services yeah either through I Ching astrology astrology or tarot Mm-hmm. So that's my predominant. And then I do Qigong healings for people based on techniques that I learned from my teacher, Dr. Calvin DeWolf, mm-hmm. uh, who got his, he's a native American with a PhD in Chinese medicine. Yeah. So he combines those two yeah. things together. Mm-hmm. And I can just say like Qigong works, yeah. it's electromagnetic yeah. and I've experienced the craziest things with Qigong. Like I had one client, she had polycystic ovary syndrome. Mm-hmm. She hadn't had a period in three years. Oh my God. I I did the technique with my hands on her. She had her period the next day. Oh, my God. So, it moves blood and qi. Yeah. Is what qigong does. Yeah. I don't, you know, claim that I could cure cancer or anything. Yeah, yeah. But if you have a stagnation issue, yeah. qigong works.
0: Amazing. So,
1: Amazing. that's what I do um, yeah. in terms of that practice. And it, like I said, another chick had a rash she had had for like two years. Yeah. And the qigong just cleared it within Amazing. three days. She Amazing. had had it for two years.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So, it moves blood and qi. Yeah. Like acupuncture. Yeah, because we're just beings of, we're just energy. We're electromagnetic yeah. um, creatures that have water pumping, making like if you think about how the Niagara Falls work. Yeah, it makes energy because water is moving. Yep, that's what we do every second of every breath. <laughs> that's why it's just to remember that
0: we're so magnificent. You can
1: measure us with EKGs. You can yeah. measure the energy that we emit and produce. Like yeah. it's measurable. It's not woo. Yeah. Right. It's not woo
0: woo. It's totally not woo. (laughs) It's
1: biological and physiological. One
0: of my favorite um, things, I'll just call it a thing because I actually haven't read the book or heard the full interview, but it was a sentiment that I heard from um oh my god what is his name what is his name basically measuring and comparing how the Vedas mm-hmm. explain modern scientists take on yeah. the universe
1: it was michael talbot is the book i think you're thinking of the guy michael. that did the holographic universe he wrote a book on the Vedas yes. and how they explain science i can't then, remember the name what's his of name? it Do-
0: Deepak Chopra. Oh my yeah. god! I can't believe I couldn't think of his name.
1: Deepak Chopra. <laughs> he talks also about that a lot. Yeah. Talked
0: about it, which I think was based on the book. But right. he made this whole recording of that a, a girlfriend told me about about how, like now, science is catching up to what ancient. like the ancient wisdom they knew.
1: is always. That's known. why I study esoteric and occult wisdom because mm. I look for truth. And so I went to school for biochemistry and every time I'd have a favorite scientist, I found out they were studying alchemy. So I was like, what is this? So then from science, I had to go study alchemy because that was the source that all my scientists were getting their stuff from. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm going back to the beginning. Wow. Which is my Mercury in Scorpio wants <laughs> to get to the bottom of it, right? So true. Yeah.
0: What house is
1: it in? It's in third house. It, I have Mars Aww. conjunct Mercury in third house, okay. which is about communication and yes. speaking too, and which is such why the, I'm such a talker. You're so. such the...
0: Well, and you command... I've been I remember many years ago which is how I found you. Oh yeah, that's right. Was at the New Brendan, the Theosoph the Theosophical Society. Exactly. in Beachwood. In Beachwood. Mm-hmm. and I remember you did this like incredible ta- oh, talk. I know I'm really good at talking. You're the best <laughs> and I love how somebody was trying to like be like so you being the witch, and you were just—you just shut it down so gracefully. And I was like, I love her. She's such a boss. <laughs> it's it was a lot amazing. Of fun. It's just well, fun. You did it with so much like grace and poise. But you, you know, hold your position from such a space of like intellect and like wisdom paired together and that's so uh, that's so rare
1: the ancient teachings have what what is called perennial philosophy and these Mm. are truths that are true always yeah so if you know those truths there's nothing anyone can say to make it not true yes there's a universal truth and if you know and learn universal truth you don't have to worry about the peanut gallery (laughs) and the statlers and waldorf sitting in the corner talking trash because truth is truth yes Yes. It makes it easy. And if you think about it too, that's what
0: every movie is always getting back to. It's is tr- kind of that theme of like, there are truths that exist. There's always going to be, everyone's going to relate to them too. Yeah. Like the
1: reason you relate yeah. to those truths when you hear them is because it's true in everything yeah. and true always. Yeah. Perennial philosophy. Amazing. I've never even heard that word. Yeah, Perennial philosophy.
0: Okay. Um, amazing. Um, so what started you like on your journey with magic and the esoteric?
1: I have always been weird. And my mom was a Scorpio who had traveled all over the world and she lived in Tibet for a while in Mm. the sixties when she was the super hippie. Mm -hmm. So she always had books. About religion wow. and she was an artist so she had all these crazy art books about yeah. it that I would look at as a child that was the literature that I would consume yeah and my grandmother was a literature major and a debate. Um, nerd that was Amazing. on the debate team so she was a speaker too <laughs> you got the perfect So I have a matriarchal there. lineage yeah. of this kind of weird obsessions yeah. and my grandmother had literature like I would sit in my grandmother's library and read like Dostoevsky yeah and like all these crazy books so I really Amazing. got into it at a young start but then yeah. like for the witchcraft specifically that was when I was 16 yeah. And I grew up on an island that was very nature, hippie status. Yeah. It was called Vashon Island. That's, like, off the coast of Seattle. You have to take a ferry to get there. It's a very hippie, awesome, beautiful why place. Why am I not
0: surprised you're from there? I know.
1: It's, I'm from I'm, a magical island. There's going to
0: be photos of you for my for the interview, but it's like everyone will understand why yeah. that you're from a magical island. It's so
1: lucky that I was able to grow up there because it literally was nature magic everywhere it was yeah. inundated with it yeah. right because the population was very low yeah. and up in the Pacific Northwest the trees are epic Yeah, the tree energy in the Pacific Northwest is incredible like so next level next level so much so those all were contributing factors to mm-hmm. my interest in it because I would see nature directly and yeah. interact with it and yeah. Um, have these intense experiences and we would all do hallucinogens at that time Mm -hmm. as well Yeah, Yeah. because psilocybin mushrooms grow all over that area like you know naturally so that was something that also contributed to my awakening or whatever at a young age just to
0: piggyback off of that too last year at Lightning in a Bottle the festival a really good friend of mine took me to a lecture by this guy who's supposed to be like the the just the The head honcho of like psilocybin research and just like how plants have acted as medicine for human consciousness. They're called
1: entheogens. Yes.
0: Okay, I didn't know that word, but I'm
1: like, yes. I've Mm -hmm. never heard that word in my life. But indigenous cultures have been and animals use them too. Jaguars will consume ayahuasca vines and then go hunting because it enables them to have vision that can see through the trees. Like this is something that is not only human. There's animals that specifically seek out out entheogens in order to utilize them.
0: Well, and something that he mentioned in the plant, in the, not so much just the plant kingdom, but in the the human species kingdom, we'll say. I'm not a scientist. Um, And then the animal kingdom that You know, physical evolution has been like inevitable. Like we'll keep growing and keep growing. Nature grows.
1: Yes. That's what nature does. But then plants
0: have been what have actually made us made leaps and bounds Mm -hmm. in consciousness. So the physical adaptations were like, yeah, those are going to happen no matter what. Yeah. But the plant consumption of like the...
1: Interacting with the other DNA changes your DNA. amazing right so if you imbibe a chemical for a certain amount of years you're going to have a transformation on a chemical level in your body Yeah, people who drink alcohol for a certain amount of years they're going to have a physical effect not just in their liver but they're going to have mental effects they're going to have different chemical things that are going to be more sensitive just like if you smoke for a certain amount of years you're going to have these areas of your body triggered and it's going to cause a change in the way that your body reacts to things so similarly um, the Taoist would have a practice where some of them would only eat pine needles, okay? So they would manipulate, they would do these dietary manipulations in order to take advantage of these relationships you can have with plants. So they would make these, or some of them would only have reishi mushrooms, right? In exclusion to everything else, if you can imagine. And it was in order to alter their body. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of old cultures have experimented with these kind of things for a long yeah. time. And now that people only eat McDonald's every day, that's also changing yeah. their body. And it's why yeah. obesity and diabetes are a huge issue. Yeah. yeah.
0: And like really slowing like brain evolution. Changing
1: their genetics. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting that it's only,
0: what would you say it's only happening in a, in a small population of the country? I think or... every
1: human is altered. Through those kind of practices. So I think it just happens on a worldwide basis, but in different ways. Like in Asia, a lot of Asians have a different length of intestinal tract from so many generations eating rice. Wow. So their body adapts to be more conducive to digesting carbohydrates. Amazing. Because all they eat is rice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it'll be stuff like that. So it's not just America that has it happen. It's human beings. Totally. Yeah.
0: That is fascinating. And what was the name that you said for like plants evolving? Entheogens. Entheogens. Yeah.
1: And can you define that? So, entheogens are mostly a term that's used for psychedelics Mm -hmm. um, that cause a a, a mental or consciousness uh, reaction in a human. Which, Mm -hmm. that's something crazy. Why does a plant have a neurotransmitter chemical when it doesn't have a brain? Wow. What is the plant doing with that chemical inside of it, huh? Yeah, what, is what does that? that do for the plant? Yeah. Is a good question. Wow. Right? Some people might say it's like for poison purposes. Yeah. But ask the marijuana plant why it decided to have THC, which we have cannabinoid receptors in our brain. Wow. We are biologically built to have a relationship with certain chemicals that are in these plants. Wow. It would be almost like if I met you and you had major receptors in your brain. (laughs) That is cuckoo pants.
0: I do have milder receptors in my brain. <laughs>
1: but right? That's yeah. crazy. We yeah. are biologically built to have a physical relationship with yeah. some of these organisms. Yeah. Parasites are very similar. Mm-hmm. Our body and parasites have a, a, a what, what's the word for that? When it's um, symbiotic yeah. relationship with each other. Yeah. And that can go all the way down to the cell level. Yeah. We're interactive with our environment. We are not living in a vacuum inside of our human bodies. yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That is
0: incredible.
1: Yeah. Well, and speaking of being
0: interactive with our environment and magic, I want to also like express how I found you, which was, um, at this point it was probably about eight years ago. I was, I was living in Hollywood and I was in a very tricky time. I've talked about through some posts and just insinuating through some of my work that I used to have trouble with addiction And which I've learned is more misplaced energy Mm -hmm. that I was always a very mystically inclined being that didn't really have an outlet. Right. So it was all sort of misused Most creative people
1: have that issue. Totally. Totally.
0: And I remember when I used to go for walks in Beechwood because Mm -hmm. I loved the energy up there. Yeah. And I randomly walked by this place that has like this scene on a wooden door of like Remember, You know, on the theosophical
1: side, it's yes, like, what it's is that? It's carved wooden scene? door with, like, a Valhalla Viking it's scene so on it. It's dope. very epic. Yeah. Is it from Valhalla? <laughs> it's, like, basically just gods on it from Asia yeah, it and looks like Nordic it. and yeah. a combo.
0: Which is perfect because I'm obsessed with that show Vikings. But anyways, <laughs> mostly because I like learning about all the... Just their, their mystical shit. But basically, yeah. I just remember you know, stumbling upon this beautiful building. And then outside was a flyer of yours. That's funny. And I just remember reading it and you know, I was young, I was probably 22 and just had really very little dabbling of like spiritual literature. And I was very all over the place. Um, and I just remember seeing this flyer of yours that was like, uh, godismyboyfriend.com. And I was like, Th- I love her. Like, I, you know, and I, I didn't, at that time, I wasn't even into astrology yet. Yeah. It was just all so new. But I just remember having this feeling where I was like, I'm going to know this woman and she's going to help me. And you did. And I fucking <laughs> found you. I don't even remember. I think I met you through Brendan. Through Brendan. Yeah. I remember I that. Through Brendan. Totally. I um, love Brendan. And I was just like, you know that the reason I bring it up is because it's so powerful. Like I feel like as human beings, like when you have an intention that's really rooted in your heart and really feels like it originates from something truly Perennial will say,
1: yes, (laughs) that's going to be my new word. It doesn't go
0: away. It doesn't go away and you attract what you need and that, you know, I, now I've known you now for so long and you've always been this, you know, guiding, guiding force to me because it's, you know, it's also very powerful being you know spiritually inclined or mystical or whatever you want to call it to also have people who've been just walking the path for longer it's and important. that you know are really holding it down like you are and it's like I've always looked at them and been like okay I can keep going and makes you know
1: you can do it
0: exactly yeah exactly and I feel like you offer that for for people so I just wanted to give that brief cool little Aww, thing of just so like cute. how weird is that and then here we are synchronistic in very magical Griffith Park I'm getting to interview you I love okay so a couple other things yeah. um I want to know a little bit about what you're working on right now because mm-hmm. I'm gonna provide your website and um I'm excited to share you with, with people because oh, I feel like cute. they should know about
1: you. Well, I just finished my own tarot deck, which oh, came out no. called the White Witch Tarot, which I did all the art and oh it God, has um, poems that I channeled through doing meditative techniques wow. um, that came through really clear. Because I've been working with the tarot since I was 16, yeah, so like 30 years time. or something. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, and then I just completed a book called The Witch's Bestiary where I went through all of the mythological creatures that will be coming out later this year through oh, Feral House. And amazing. I went through the pegasus and dragons. But yeah. in the book, I provide an esoteric information that's not seen before so I don't just repeat what everybody else has talked about so like for example I talk about how Pegasus um the myth of Pegasus with Medusa is very similar to the second coming of Christ with the Parousia which you'll never find in a mythological (laughs) book about Pegasus so you heard (laughs) it It here first (laughs) because I'm such a nerd my nerdology is all stuck into that book that Um, is so cool and I'm currently working on an each I book because okay. I Ching is a divination system that I've literally used as a guru, which for people that if you don't have a spiritual teacher, you can use the I Ching like a spiritual guidance system. More so even than the tarot because it's very specific with its words and it's hard to misunderstand. The tarot can be a little more like you can project upon it. I Ching is much more difficult to project upon. So it helped me so much to get through a lot of spiritual crisis Mm -hmm. when I had no one else that would understand understand what the yeah. hell I was talking about and would yeah. think I was a crazy schizophrenic <laughs> person. Yeah. If I told them what I was experiencing, yeah. I could just go ask I Ching and it would yeah. very straightforwardly and groundedly answer my question. Wow. So I'm really excited to provide a book um, to share with people what I've um, learned yeah. about the Yi Ching as Incredible. well. Incredible. Yeah. I'm not very familiar with the I Ching. Most I wanted people to aren't. ask
0: you really quickly touching on the tarot and the I Ching because a lot of my audience is like very into tarot yeah. which is how a lot of them found me totally but how how do you suggest like beginners will say I always try yeah. to have a beginner mind but like how do you suggest we approach the tarot and work with the tarot in a practical I can way? give
1: you the key to all divination systems ever mm-hmm. you ready yeah ready learn mythology If you learn the archetypes, you know, every divination system, Wow! read a mythology book and you'll be able to understand the archetypes in every single system. Every divination uh, that you can possibly use Mm. is going to be a technique Mm -hmm. or a system that will allow you access to the Mm. archetypes, period. Whether it's astrology, whether it's bone reading, whether it's teacup reading, it's symbol reading is what you're doing. So the way to kind of take a shortcut is to learn the symbols. Yeah. And then you're going to know tarot. If Amazing. you want to understand what the high priestess means, or the empress means, learn about Sibyl.
0: Yeah. Amazing. It's very simple. Do you have any um, books you'd suggest on that? Because I would love to get deeper into that.
1: Most, uh, it depends. Here's what my thing on that is. Every mm-hmm. single culture and country is going mm-hmm. to have their version of the archetypes. Yeah. So what I suggest to people is find something that's related to your culture or your language yeah. that you understand. For some reason, I totally have a connection to Chinese stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. I have like an old <laughs> Chinese man that lives inside <laughs> totally. of me that caused me to do martial arts and learn oh I Ching God. and go yeah. to acupuncture school and learn Chinese medicine. Wow. I don't know why. Yeah. But I am so white and Viking style. <laughs> you look but like I have Viking. a direct connection to Chinese stuff. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But find a culture that you connect to. Okay. And then you can draw from those archetypes. It's you can amazing. learn from the Norse sagas have all the archetypes in them, right? If you yeah. learn the story of Ragnarok, it'll give you a direct um story of all of it. You can learn the Greek myths if you're into that if that's your predominant yeah. connection. You can yeah. learn through any of the creation stories. Yeah. So pick a culture oh. and then learn their creation myth and Amazing. you're gonna know how to do demonology. Wow. Amazing. And
0: With the I Ching, how do you suggest someone, like, obviously, I Ching is difficult because I know (laughs)
1: it it definitely you can't really explain I Ching unless you do it, yeah, because it's participatory, yeah, to get an understanding. But essentially, it dates back to 6500 BC, oh my god, which is about 3,000 years before language. Uh So, we're talking about something that was picture language before the Chinese language even existed, Yeah. yeah, so. It's a little complicated in terms of understanding it because then you have to learn about China, which yeah. for most Westerners, they know no Chinese history at yeah. all. Yeah. And China's like a huge mystery. Yeah. But most of the things that we have in the West originated in China. Amazing. And yeah. they knew before anybody knew. Wow, They invented most of the things that we use every day, wow. from mirrors to gunpowder to oh telescopic lenses to... They were just very advanced for Mm -hmm. a civilization. And then most of the West just stole everything from China, basically. (laughs) Of course, a lot of people would argue about that. But what you see in the West is a lot of scientists that like to say they discovered something and they put their own personal name on it when it's a natural phenomenon that the Taoist monks had been talking about literally thousands of years before they were even born. So that's just, to me, it's an egotistical Westernization of ancient knowledge, which yeah. we like to do a lot. Yeah. So if you want to learn Chinese history, I would advise it, but you don't need to, to yeah. do I Ching. It's very yeah. simple. You can just go on Google. Mm. There's a lot of how to's. Mm. My favorite book that I recommend is called Total I Ching by Dr. Stephen Karcher, okay. because it goes back to the original language, the pictograms. Okay. Any other I Ching book you get is going to be a broken down, uh, translation from German, or some language removed mm-hmm. instead of going back to the original text. Interesting. So that's the book I would recommend, and all you need to do is follow the instructions. Okay. But it's literally, I would call it very masculine, where yeah. I would call tarot feminine. Okay. Because the I Ching is very directive. Yeah. It doesn't mince words. Yeah. It's very straightforward, yeah. and it's in a language. So, like for example, I had one client who her question was, "Should I move back to Mexico City?" Yeah. And the literal words in the were moved to the ancient capital city. God. It didn't say Mexico City but it might as well have. It was so specific. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So I like it because it's hard to misinterpret. Yeah. You can't really misinterpret that answer. That's amazing. Is there like a
0: Like, with cards, obviously, there's the cards. Yeah. But it's, like, is there, like, anything? I use coins. You can okay. use,
1: like, three quarters even. I use these Chinese coins. Okay. Or they have yarrow sticks. Mm-hmm. Or you can literally use online apps. Okay. There's so many I Ching apps. I'm totally getting one, like, today when we're done with it's this. It's so, like, hits right through your heart center. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that it's something that comes from 6,500 years ago, but that can be that specific. Yeah. To an answer to someone today yeah. is perennial.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this too, while we're on that subject. Also, in this you know modern world, and we all have our phones. Yes. What do you think? I love using like Oracle apps on yeah. my. I don't connect with tarot apps on mm-hmm. my phone as much. Maybe because I'm just such a tarot like freak and Hands I like on. to have the cards yeah but like I've gotten a lot of oracle apps and some
1: of them I'm just like holy shit this is clear accurate so what do you think about that divination is in everything you can yeah. literally we can make a divination system by f- tossing this on the ground I could pick yeah. up the leaves and throw them down and it's yeah. a divination system yeah yeah every single thing is a divination system yeah right yeah. so yeah. Depending on how much you want to it was, develop it, was, it yeah. right? But mm. they literally have divination systems that are made out of almost anything you can think yeah. of. So a phone and using technology for a divination system, yeah. if it has a binary relationship, totally. you can do it. Amazing. So I, I think that they're absolutely accurate and I use I Ching all the time on my phone. Awesome. Yeah. I'm totally getting that. Like, I'm, I'm so excited about this. It's great. <laughs>
0: Okay, I've got just a couple more questions. Yes. Um I was going to try to wrap this up in 30, but we probably won't. I'm such it's a blabber. Just too <laughs> fun. No, I, me too. Have met your match? Um what do you feel like is a is a message of inspiration that you have for women particularly right now? We're having an interesting space in the spotlight, even yes. just you know I never have paid attention to things like the Golden Globes but like I watched the other night with a girlfriend of mine and I was like god this is amazing just these movements that are coming up and a lot of the stuff that's been coming to light yes. so what And my audience is mostly women right? Um, but what What do you feel like your message of sure. inspiration is my message right of
1: inspiration for women is not to get caught up in the polarity issues because then you're just going to go to the other end of the pendulum okay yeah. obviously there is a discrepancy discrepancy with the balance and equality that's happening. That's real. Yeah. Yeah. It's global. (laughs) It's not only in the United States. It does not only exist here. This is a global issue with the exception maybe of Iceland. Yeah. um, No kidding. Who is totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, Probably because Bjork comes from there. But yeah, it's don't make it polarized and make an enemy. Yeah. It's a humanity issue. Women's rights are humanity rights. The energy of the time now is to liberate all humans, period, from oppressive. Forces. This is necessary. There are so many subgroups being oppressed globally, yeah. whether yeah. it's black people who have been oppressed for so long. Women obviously are a big deal because that's half the population of the planet. Yeah. So more so than any other race, even if there's a race problem, which yeah. there is, yeah. predominantly... It's a female every female within yeah. those races is still also oppressed because yeah. they're female so they yeah. get double trouble exactly. right exactly. not to take away from any issues that yeah. you know men of minority races faced yeah. but they're gonna get it compounded upon them exactly. because they're women just exactly. because of all this bullcrap that's yeah. occurring so yeah. for the women my recommendation is to seek liberty and justice mm-hmm. not to enize and punish. Yeah to to fight oppressive influences in a protocol method wherever possible having said that if someone messed with me or my friend or whatever I don't have a problem using violence for defense yeah I practice martial arts because I'm not um stupid that there's people that are evil yeah and if you think you can go all Jesus style and be Mm nonviolent, that's okay I'm not going to advocate going and making violence on people but if someone tries to directly attack me I will defend myself. Yeah. I will not get aggressive and go overboard, yeah. but I will have no problem whatsoever learning physical defense and I think every woman should absolutely learn how to physically defend defend their body I don't think it has to be their responsibility I made a class called witch kung fu that Mm -hmm. I offer through my nonprofit called the well wishers I offer it for free to the community for any woman that wants to learn because I personally have been in situations where I've been attacked I personally have been in situations where my friend has been attacked and if I did not know those things I would not have been able to stop it which yeah. I was able to yeah. directly do to my knowledge yeah. of those things. Yeah. So I don't advocate going out and seeking violence. Yeah. Obviously there's enough violence to go around, yeah. but if someone's directly coming at you, you can absolutely stop them. Yep. Sometimes you can learn as much self-defense as you possibly can and be some bitchin' like, you know, total warrior woman and you'll yeah. still get taken under. It doesn't yeah. mean you're going to win. Yeah. But I will defend and defend my friend and defend anyone else that's around me from someone who's about to exert an act of violence. This was something that we saw in the North Carolina situation Mm. where people were helpless to defend all of the black people that were getting attacked. Fuck that. Learn self-defense not only for yourself. But in order people. that you can defend other people. Yeah. I feel like that's a citizen responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're a white person, you're physically able. Yeah. You absolutely should learn how to defend not just yourself, but people yeah. of minority. That includes women and children. Yeah. If you see someone doing something messed up and mm-hmm. you choose to get involved, that's putting you at risk. Yeah. So the more training that you have, you can use strategy for how to defend those people, you know, maybe by not getting directly involved. Yeah. Right. But to be able to defend them nonetheless, this is a very sketchy issue because then you're going to be like, well, how do you know if you who's the violent perpetrator and who's the victim and who's the defendant? Yeah. Well. You have to figure that out as you go along. There's no yeah. easy answer. But you know yeah. what? If you are educated and defending, you'll have it Feel when you need it. Yeah. So it's something that I think is just a good idea to learn. Yeah, absolutely. If you're able. Yeah. It's not yeah. everyone's responsibility. Not everyone's yeah. capable of yeah. it. But if yeah. you find that you're capable, like one of my students that came to the witch kung fu mm. um, self-defense class, found herself attacked and mugged in downtown Los Angeles. And she did one of the moves that I showed her and she escaped without harm with her purse intact. Wow. So there you go. Wow. Can you, um, where do you update when you have this class? It's all on my social media. So it's all on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: Um, when's the next one?
1: I don't know. I feel like I should do one next month. Yeah. Could you please? Absolutely. (laughs) I'll share it. That would be so cool. I spent, um, Probably 20 years doing martial arts. Yeah, Studying yeah. in dojos, I did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, yeah. I did Kendo, I did um, Wing Chun Kung Fu, I yeah. did Jeet kundo yeah I did uh, Muay Thai kickboxing in Thailand, but those guys are crazy. They just <laughs> kick each other in the head all, all day. Oh, that's crazy. I studied um, Kendo sword fighting. So it's my pleasure to share what I've learned having to do it in these dojos where it was mostly men. Like I had to go against men. I experienced several inappropriate sexist things while I was training that were absolutely gross and outrageous. So I do the witch kung fu is women only to make people safe um, because sometimes you don't want to go train with a 300 pound man. Yeah. Even though that's probably going to be your aggressor or the perpetrator, it's really prevents most women from training because the majority of dojos are all these all these guys meatheads yeah no okay. offense dudes About we love that. you but it's <laughs> really hard when you're a chick and you're doing brazilian jiu-jitsu and you have a man between your legs it can be really challenging no especially thanks. if you're a rape victim yeah absolutely they're not gonna want to they're yeah. not they're not gonna do that yeah absolutely so i'd like to do witch kung fu as a service to women who would not want to go into a dojo amazing because i did it well, when yeah, you did it for us. Yeah. Well, when
0: you have the next one, um, I'll be sure to put it out to. My oh, people. nice. Yeah, because yeah. I, I absolutely encourage.
1: Like for the first class, I taught women how to say no. Yeah. Because yeah. one of the first things that many women don't feel comfortable doing is saying "fuck you." You would be surprised. Like some of the women present had never raised their voice and said no to someone ever. Wow. So that first wow. class was teaching them that it's okay to say, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. And to get comfortable with that and, and that practice is, it.
0: And that's something that I've been thinking about and exploring in my own life is like all the yes. ways in our upbringing, Boundaries. culturally, how women really how, we've never been taught that so this nope. is something we have to take on upon ourselves Absolutely. and to really really embrace and to really open our our voices before and you get violent know. you can
1: say no and fuck exactly. you exactly and do it exactly. firmly and then if someone crosses that line yeah and approaches you physically yeah it's on yeah yeah Right? right.
0: We're doing witch Kung Fu, everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Maja, is there anything you'd like to close with or any last, uh, I would, this is like such share? an important time in humanity where so mm. many people's awareness and consciousness is raising towards spirit, like yeah. even existing through very direct experiences that they can't yeah. explain, whether it's synchronicity, yeah. um, getting direct voice, um, you know, incentives where they'll hear it in their ears yep. through each other. Yeah. We're getting it, so yeah. everyone should open to those spiritual experiences, no matter what form they take, yeah. um, and really try to raise towards them mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of. Um, shunning them or feeling guilt or shame towards them and find other people that are having similar experiences whether it's online uh, if you live in a place that's you know maybe doesn't share those experiences because there's a lot of people that also aren't coming up to that right yeah and so then you're at a risk If you display a certain spiritual attitude in some communities, you're going to experience a lot of heat as a result of that, which is, you know... This is America. We have freedom of religion. And if I'm a witch because every Christian religion tells me that women are evil, why am I going to join a religion that's punching me in the face? Guess what? I'm going to go somewhere else. Exactly. And that's why most women are becoming witches. Because we don't want to join religions that are oppressive to women. It's so shocking. But now we're (laughs) able to see that we don't have to join organized religions that are oppressive to women, that don't allow women to be priests, that don't allow women to be rabbis, that don't allow women to be conductive of any spirit or godlike experience. If you're a religion that does not permit women to experience God, fuck you, (laughs) is what I have to say. Because I do experience God, and I experience God directly, and I'm happy to share that with as many people as I possibly can. And show them how. Absolutely. Just
0: because I have a period does not
1: negate that.
0: Yeah. Well, and that is what is so powerful, and I feel like the big shift... I was saying this to my friend the other night is that I think that for so long humanity has been so afraid of our power and so afraid of that connection to, you know, everyone has connection to the divine, but every single human
1: on earth does, there's nothing you can do that will prevent you from connecting to God. I don't care what you've done, who you are, and that's hard for some people to hear, especially victims, but every single human has the capacity to connect to spirit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's why I love this spiritual path and the spiritual journey or whatever the fuck we want to call it. It's because it opens you up to that awareness and to that knowledge that you have that direct connection inside of you and that it can be accessed at any moment and anything that tries to tell you that you don't is actually the thing that is out of alignment. They're satanic.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The church telling you that you can't connect to God because of sin, because of guilt, because oh, of shame, is I don't actually satanic. And that's what's crazy is I don't, see, I wasn't really raised
0: with religion. So I don't know any of these things of what yeah. they say, which in a sense has been perhaps to my benefit. It's made me quite open-minded yeah. and open-hearted. But I mean, yeah, we also have to remember, and I'm grateful for you reminding that there are so many people who have been raised with that And it's fine. You can use
1: religion. I'm not saying that Christians can't connect to God either because I'm a hypocrite, right? (laughs) But what they're doing is they're making it exclusive and they're narrowing something and separating from other people, which is not how spirit is. Spirit is one. There's no Christian God. There's no Islam God. There's no witch God. There is one spirit because everything is connected in a universal fashion, just like nature and the universe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's no denominations of spirit. Yeah. That's bull crap. Yeah. It's all of Plain and simple. It's if all it's available. advocating a separation from anything, it's already not perennially yeah. true. Yeah. That's gonna be the name
0: of this interview. <laughs> Perennial truth. It's true. Maja, thank you. I love you. Thanks, you, Natalia, thank you for that's your so work. Fun. I know, this is awesome. I love Thanks it. Thanks for tuning in. My pleasure.